She is one of the coolest people you'll ever hope to meet, and she had one of the coolest jobs ever as playing not only uh, David Schwimmer, a.k.a. Ross's college-aged girlfriend, but also Bruce Willis's daughter on Friends. She's Alexandra Holden. I'm Jerry Strauss, and this is The Laugh Track. Do you need your weekly comedy fix? Relax while we visit the sitcoms you love, the jokes you remember, the characters you will never forget, and the stars that bring them to you. Sit back. It's The Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss. He is I, I am him, and you guys are here, and I thank you so much for it. We've got another fun one for you this week. Before we get to it, I want to remind you, of course, that our brand new Facebook group is in full swing. We're welcoming uh, new members each and every day, and we're building this community. We're in this together. We're all just a bunch of TV geeks, acting geeks, uh, people who just want a bit of a break. The same reason we watch these phenomenal TV shows that we talk about uh, every week on the Laugh Track. So uh, we're glad to be creating a bit of an escape from the world giving you some entertainment and some insight into your favorite TV shows and the people who made them possible. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us every week. Please join the Facebook group. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, we have a, a Twitter account at Laugh Track TV. So uh, we'd like to build that community up there as well. And, of course, the big one, our brand-new webpage. That's right. It's our one-stop shop for all things The Laugh Track. So please check it out laughtrackpod.com um it, it's got all the links to all the old episodes so you can catch up uh you can link to wherever you get your podcast and subscribe and uh just make sure that you are a part of this thing each and every week so thank you for doing so tell a friend please spread the news let's make this thing bigger and bigger and let's get into it we are uh, heading into one of several interviews we've got coming up with people that are part of maybe the most memorable and everlasting dynasty in sitcom history. I'm talking about friends, uh, people who have had memorable, amazing careers still say that they're most recognized for their work on friends because that show is still so strong, so powerful and so popular. And, uh, we're going to kick that off here today as we talk to someone who had the uh, awesome experience of not only playing a uh, girlfriend of Ross Geller, meaning she got to work face-to-face, so to speak, side-by-side side with David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston, and of course the gentleman who came in to play her father for several episodes on this show as well, the legendary Bruce Willis. It doesn't get any cooler than that. So let's talk all about it. Let's hear all about it. It's Alexandra Holden this week on The Laugh Track. Thank you for having me. Again, thank you so much for joining us. How are things going on your end? Everyone's got kind of a different story and a different scene these days. How are you holding up? I'm holding up okay. It's a little crazy making, but um, just living like a hermit, you know, hiding out at home. <laughs> but everybody's safe and healthy, so I can't complain too much. Yeah, yeah, same here. That's yeah. the most important thing. So listen, uh, you know, you are a part of 
the folklore, if you will, the body of work that is Friends, which is probably going to go down as one of the most watched TV shows generation after generation of all time. Uh, you're infamous. You're uh, immortal, essentially. <laughs> but, but I want to go back to the beginning for you and the process of being a part of the show because you came in late enough on the show where it was already such a big monster. It's not like side characters like who appeared in the first couple seasons. Maybe they had no idea quite what they were getting into, but Friends was already Friends by the time you got the game, which had to have made it that much harder to audition for and that much harder to get the job. How did you come to be on Friends? Uh, well, I just got the call from um, my agent manager that I had the audition. Uh, Leslie Litt was the casting director, and I had been in to read for her for other projects prior to that, so I knew her a little bit. So that was a really easy audition just with the casting, and it went well. And they had me come back and read in front of the producers, which was a little bit more nerve-wracking, but again, it went well. And I was feeling pretty good about it, but I wasn't sure it was going to go further. A little bit too much time had passed where I thought, oh, well, I guess that's not going to pan out. But I got a call that they wanted me to come back and do a chemistry read with David. And I was super nervous about that, especially because they told me that they needed me to come in looking as hot as possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what to make of that or what that meant. I mean, I spent so many hours, you know, going through every single thing in my closet and trying one thing on after another and another and it was, you know, I fretted over it for sure. But uh, once I got in the room and he was there, it just, it went super smooth and the nerves went away and the scene just rolled and I walked out confident and turns out I was right. And I got the call and it was on. <laughs> and it's, it's, it really is a bit of a sign of the times how fast things change because you know, you mentioned they, they want you to, to come in and look as hot as possible, which I'm sure a genuine idea of, like, this is how this character should look. But that's probably something that nobody would say now. It would be a lot more of a sensitivity factor around yes. how you would how you would make that request. Um, that's very true. Yeah, it was, it was a different time. Yeah. Now, usually when we talk about different shows here, I give a little little bit of a synopsis of what the show is about for those who have never seen it, but this is Friends. I don't have to do that. There's not a first level plan who doesn't get the concept right. of Friends, but your character, for those who may have forgotten, this is the sixth uh, season. You show up, of course, uh, you play Elizabeth, a college student, comes into contact with Ross. Ross, of course, a professor at the college, and a relationship kind of sparks up between the two of you and leads to an even more complex relationship as we get to meet your dad on the show, uh, played by another guest star, Bruce Willis. Now, did you yeah. know, at what point did you know that Bruce Willis was going to be a part of the situation? Um, I didn't know until I think the Wednesday of the week that we shot that episode. Wow. So, 
Yeah. He was not cast the first couple days that we went into rehearsals for that. And that was my third episode. So all I knew when I auditioned was that I was just going to do the one episode. I had no idea that it was there was going to be an arc or that it was going to be a recurring character. I would just find out at the end of the week if I was coming back the following week. So, yeah. So the one with Elizabeth, where Ross meets Elizabeth's dad. We went in to rehearse and nobody was cast yet. And there was all kinds of rumblings about who is it gonna be? And they wanted to stunt cast it. They wanted somebody big, but nobody knew. And everyone was sort of, you know, trying to guess at who it could be or come up with ideas. Then that Wednesday, I was in my dressing room, I was in between blocking scenes, and I got a knock on my dressing room door, and it was like a bang, 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 and I went, and it was David, and he was like bouncing off the walls, and he was like, did you hear, did you hear, did you hear who's going to be your father, and I was like, no, and he was like, Bruce Willis, and he was so excited, and then he went like bounding off down the hall. I mean, when the way he knocked on my door, I thought there was a fire or something, you know? So I was thrilled, and I wasn't the only one. I mean, it was, everybody was really excited. You know, I never really thought about it until this moment, but it's almost a little bit of a meta thing because I remember earlier in the series, there was definitely at least one episode where a big focal point for the guys was watching Die Hard. The Die Hard, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. That's yeah. Really, that's really cool, though. So, uh, you know, and now Bruce Willis is suddenly your dad. You're just finding out about it. Uh, what was that experience like? Because you're kind of already working with the biggest stars in the world now, the past are friends. So it's yeah. not even necessarily like Bruce Willis comes in and overshadows everybody, but he's just another surprise heavy hitter that you now have to hang with directly is your dad. What was that like? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was intimidating. I mean, he is such a huge star, but he couldn't have been nicer or more generous as an actor. So, he I felt like he went out of his way to put me at ease. Yeah, but he's definitely like Mr. Cool Guy. I mean, he is just, it's funny the the episode where, you know, the one where Paul's the man, because Bruce Willis embodies that. That's, yeah. That's, that's the episode we're here to talk about today. So this is where we've, we've already met, we've already met his uh, character, of course, Paul, he, he's your dad. Um, and we find out pretty quickly that he is not, thrilled with this relationship between you and Ross. So that's sort of the setup for where we go in the episode that, that you chose for us to really dive into, and it was a great one, so thank you for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fun to be had by, by you, by David Schwimmer, by Bruce Willis. It just kind of brought everything literally into the same house. So this is, uh, as you said, the one where Paul's the man. It's the 22nd episode of season six of Friends. So we are right in, kind of in the middle of the show. The show is very much already the top show in the world, probably. 
and knows exactly what it is. We know who the characters are, and we're just kind of continuing on with this amazing run that the show had. And again, it's, you know, we've gotten past the point because before this, we kind of had to get over the hurdle of Ross's hesitation of having a relationship with you because of the age difference. Right. So, and, and the fact that he could potentially be in a lot of trouble for having this relationship with a student when he was part of the faculty, et cetera, et cetera. How much fun in general was it to play off of each other between you and David Schwimmer? Because, he, you know, there's so many different versions of Ross over the yeah. years. There's the serious, there's the absolutely insane, there's the shy. And once we get to you, it's kind of he's coming to his own but he's still got that sort of worried kind of neurotic quality to him. Maybe it's peak Ross, if you think yeah. about it. And that's the <laughs> Ross that you got. So how much fun was it to kind of establish that dynamic? Oh, it was so amazing. I mean, David is such an amazing actor to work with and so different from the Ross character that really surprised me, actually. He's much more subdued and thoughtful in real life, which makes sense. I mean, of course, he's not going to, I mean, nobody's actually like Ross, right? Right, right. <laughs> or maybe they are, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I just loved it. And I, I, I love that um, even though Elizabeth was the much younger person in the relationship she was the more mature one in a lot of ways yeah she took charge definitely yeah 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 and it was so much fun that was kind of the first leg of the journey that was kind of short-lived relationship between the two of you getting mm -hmm. over sort of just the, the concerns that he had now you're together now you're going to go for it now there's another hurdle of course in the form of your father, who is Paul, who is freaking Bruce Willis. So that's yeah. an issue. But regardless, in this episode, he lays down the law in the beginning, says, you know, he does not approve of the relationship. And he threatens to call the university and have Ross fired if the relationship continues. Right. Uh, so that's kind of where we start off. And we'll hit some of the other things going on in the episode that don't actually pertain to you and Ross, but this is definitely the big plot, the big storyline of the episode. You guys decide to ignore that ultimatum and continue the relationship and head off to your grandmother's cottage for the weekend. And of yes. course, this is a sitcom, so that's not going to go well. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> we're going to have a big coincidental uh, meetup here. We're also seeing what, what, what also developed is Paul starting a relationship with Rachel, of course, as y'all know, played by Jennifer Aniston. Um, as y'all know, Ross's longtime ex, now friends, but now they're in sort of the, this weird parallel, not even a triangle, but a square, I guess you mm -hmm. could call it. <laughs> yeah. Where Ross is now, if he wasn't uncomfortable enough, now his ex is dating his girlfriend's dad, who happens to hate him. And to make things worse, they're going to head down to the grandmother's house as well for the weekend, not knowing that Elizabeth and Ross are there as well. Right. You also got to share some screen time in sort of a parallel situation with Jennifer Aniston in the mix now. Um, yes. What was, what was that like? I was so impressed with her. Like, 
it was such a pleasure to work with her. I was, I admire her so much as an actress. Like she could make any line work. She could do a, a line 10 different ways and it would still play in the scene. It was really incredible to watch her. And it was so much fun, the four of us. I just loved the hijinks of all of us being there and, you know, the, the blocking of that and the entering and the exiting and running upstairs, these stairs that go to nowhere. And it was just, it was incredible. It, it was in a bit of a direction, almost like an old school, like a threes company kind of scenario, which you didn't often see that level of physical comedy along with everything else on Friends because right. usually everything is so confined to an apartment or whatever. But there was a lot of kind of running around and hiding and back and forth. And yeah, it was very farce-like. I think that makes the episode that we're talking about just a little more standout, a little more memorable as well. Now, what else do you remember about the episode as far as the filming of it? Because the one thing I was curious about now Bruce Willis on the scene, are you guys filming everything in front of the studio audience or were there times where you had to film things separately with him? Like, was he on your schedule or was it like a special Bruce Willis <laughs> taping? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was on the regular schedule. I mean, if I remember correctly, I don't think he came in every day for rehearsal all day the way that we did, but on the film, Fridays, he was there um, and it was in front of the studio audience and it was pretty intense. And the episode prior where we first meet Bruce Willis, I introduce him to David and he and I have to enter. We walk into Central Perk together and the crowd just went wild and it was so thrilling. Like, you know, because here I am walking in with him and the crowd's going nuts. And it's like, oh, is that, is that for me? <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> but yeah, the audience just ate it up that he was there. And so you definitely would have to take some more pauses while everyone, you know, got their hooting and hollering out for him. That brings up an interesting point in general, the experience of being on this show. What was the studio audience like, like from your experience? Because now we're at a point where I have to feel like these are people who've probably been on a waiting list for months or years just to get here. It's like this very elite mm -hmm. opportunity to be a part of the most coveted seat in studio audience uh, land at, at this point. What yeah. was what was that energy like for you guys to perform? Because they, they must have been so excited just to be there. Yeah, it was electric. I mean, the audience members were thrilled to be there and they laughed so hard and applauded even harder. I mean, it was really, it was remarkable. It was absolutely electric in there and it, it, it really fuels your performance, you know, and it puts some pressure on too because you don't want to let the audience down, you know. Just to kind of go through a little more of the synopsis of, of what happened with, with your guys, your characters, you go to the cottage for the weekend. Elizabeth, your character, leaves to go buy some condoms. Again, mm -hmm. very mature move. Taking, yes. Taking the leadership role, <laughs> taking the reins here. Yes. Um, and Rachel and Paul suddenly turn up 
forcing Ross to hide, which is, of course, the beginning of this farcical <laughs> Three's Company-like scenario where he ends up having to hide. And it, I really noticed watching this scene where he is trapped in this bedroom. Yeah. Um, and Paul comes in, Bruce Willis, he comes in. And Ross, uh, David Schwimmer, he doesn't do, like, the normal thing where he immediately, like, dives under the bed he just kind of backs up he lets he lets bruce willis he lets paul kind of do his thing for a minute while he's standing there staring at the back of his head and then he kind of just droops down like a, yeah. like a snake, just sort of <laughs> in a very ross like way but i thought it was i thought something about that was so hilarious that it was just like well of course this is happening it was it was the physical mm-hmm. It was really brilliant. I mean, yeah, he just like let his knees go weak and kind of collapsed. His physical comedy was just so top notch. I mean, and it was, he's so brilliant at it because it's over the top and grounded at the same time. Yeah, and it's always unique and different. Like, it's always. Yeah. something clever and creative about everything he does. And then speaking of clever, creative, and different, this is where we get to meet maybe the real Paul, because now, you know, he's got Rachel waiting for him, and he has kind of a, you know, as they say, a come-to-Jesus moment where he has to now look himself in the mirror and try to psych himself up. Clearly, there's some confidence issues that he has not let on, because all we've seen from Paul is, like you said, the cool the coolest guy in the room, the Bruce Willis, basically the Bruce Willis that we, we assume Bruce Willis to be in real life. That's Paul. Right. Right. Now, now he's showing, he's showing us when no one else can see him, this lack of confidence. He's talking to himself. He's psyching himself up. He's saying, come on, Paul, you can do it. He has to look himself in the mirror and say, I am a neat guy. (laughs) And he's sincerely trying to, convince himself that he is in fact a neat guy and he is in fact uh as he says a love machine and <laughs> right <laughs> he so good dance. Were, you, were you i mean you weren't a part of the scene but like were you um like were you watching this as it was you know not just in rehearsal but as it was going down like in front of the live audience was this something that again the people went crazy Oh yeah, people were just going nuts for that. It was it was it brought down the house really. It was it was so great. I mean, I loved I loved to be there, you know, for the rehearsals too cuz I got to see it over and over and over again. And just to watch he and David play off each other when David then mocks him. It was so brilliant. Right. Yeah, because that, I mean that's where we're going eventually. Uh, you know, Ross is caught. Um, <laughs> Paul Paul catches you guys red-handed and essentially tells Ross he is going to be fired. He's going to follow through on his threat until David so slyly tells him, hey, I too am a neat guy. Kind of telling him in code, I heard and saw everything you did, you weirdo. And I'm going to tell everybody about it, including Rachel. Rachel's known me longer than you. And she's... <laughs> 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 I mean, that was a true, true threat to Paul. And, uh, you know, you and you and Jennifer Aniston there were fantastic, just kind of in the background, kind of just 
uh, relaying that tension of what's going to happen now. And like, right. So you're really at a front row seat for that one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was so funny to watch. It was really hard not to crack up. You know, a, a lot of that was really just fueled by you and your, you and Ross and kind of the, the freedom and the comfort level that you were able to show with each other that this is a quality relationship, that's kind of what set up the stakes for it being threatened. So I think that was definitely a cool showcase for what you brought to the show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I only wish that the story could have continued. I wish we would have got another episode to see what happened the rest of that weekend, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, now, <laughs> that's another sign of the times. Maybe if Maybe if friends were on 10 years later or, or, you know, closer to now, we'd be able to get, you know, some kind of web-only content. But <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> not to be. And, you know, look, real quick, of course, Friends is a, an ensemble cast of six. So while this is going on, interchangeably, we had something going on with Joey, who was trying to get his picture up in a local laundromat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ended up uh, instead mistakenly um, taking out the, the laundromat owner's wife on a date. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, he thought he was just going taking out random employee on a date so he could get the picture up on the wall. Instead, he managed to uh, to uh, <laughs> right to make an enemy of of the establishment there. So that was his deal. And then, um, you know, we also had another plot where Monica, Phoebe, and Rachel go to this museum and find out that they have this gallery that can be hired for weddings. So Mona, they all agreed to put a reservation for two years down the road for a potential wedding in case any of them were engaged by that point. Then they'd have the reservation. A phone call comes in to the apartment that there was a cancellation. Uh, and that Monica could actually have it much sooner, which Chandler hears, which mm -hmm. uh, the thought is that he is now freaking out because he's so scared of, of the long-term commitment in the marriage and everything. And then the big reveal at the end, of course, is that he is actually totally cool with it and he is planning like, to propose. So that's yeah. a big step forward for the show as well. A really pivotal episode, one of a few that you got to be in. Would you say, I, I know you picked this one for some specific reasons, because there was so many funny and cool things that happened in it. Overall, would you say this is the favorite episode that you appeared in? Yeah, I think it's my favorite because I had the most fun doing it. Like you said, that Monica and Chandler getting together really was such a, a big moment in the show. And I feel really honored that I was a, kind of a part of that. Yeah, it was at this point, people just love these characters and they love really beyond anything else. That's almost like the criteria that they had to be using to bring on anybody, even on a temporary basis to, you know, be in relationships with these people is they also had to be people that those friends fans would passionately embrace and welcome as part of the story. So I think that's a huge compliment to you, not only to be able to get the gig, but to be able to be so well remembered. As a part of it, I mean, like I said, you're part of that infamous 10-year, whatever it was, storyline that is Friends, like, forever. Yeah. Aw, thanks, Jerry. Oh, you make no me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I, I mean, do you still, I mean, obviously, we're only hitting on one sliver of your career. 
is this the role that you're most recognized for that you feel people look at as the one they, that they that they talk to you about the most or ask about the most definitely i'm i'm still i get stopped quite regularly and you know this was a long time ago now it was the year 2000 that i shot those episodes so 20 years ago and i still get people coming up to me i mean it's maybe more popular than ever now and you know it had that long run on netflix that really helped it out but um yeah people love it and i get recognized for it all the time and people are you know genuinely excited to meet me <laughs> which oh, i don't know about that but um, <laughs> uh, did i know. not did i not tell you i'm standing outside your door right now <laughs> i hope you have a mask and gloves yes yeah well of course we're uh, six social distancing I, right I right <laughs> yeah but it's i'm so honored that i was a part of it it was definitely a highlight for me that's awesome that's awesome yeah. still, you know I, I gotta say i just love i i've yet to to record an episode or talk to anybody yet as part of the show that doesn't have that attitude for the projects they were a part of and i'm, I'm so glad because i'm i'm so scared of the person who's like uh i don't want to talk about this anymore right. um <laughs> But, you know, maybe when I get to Screech I'm from Say by the Bell, like, it'll be a different problem. But right. for now, I think, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just glad that this is this is a show that you can continue to look at as, like, a blessing as part of your career. As a, oh, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Look, we're not actually going to encourage people to come to your property, to come to your okay. home. Okay, that's good. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> But I do want to ask you, is there any way out there in the social media space or otherwise where people can or you'd like people to keep up with what's going on with all things Alexander? Uh, well, I do have Instagram. It's at Hey Alexandra Holden. I'm not super prolific on there. I get nervous about posting about my... <laughs> my personal life <laughs> um i never know what to post or you know should i post this should i post that but it but it's it's there it's out there even though i'm not i'm not a super poster and then i do i have a friend of mine and i we do a improv sketch comedy thing where we play several different characters and that at out underscore of underscore luck show so that's on instagram as well so i would encourage people to check that out if they want some laughs we just do little postings three times a week and you know just little mini mini sketches very very yeah. cool so look you can still get your alexandra fix if you're not gonna catch her today or tomorrow or the next day on friends since it's still on television 14 times a day or you know once it returns to the streaming world then you're probably going to get a whole another another swarm of attention from that so get ready uh people <laughs> will be finding your instagram and your sketch show as well so 
we look forward to watching all that and seeing uh, what you're going to do next. But thanks so much, man. I know uh, it, it's a weird schedule, a weird time to, to take time out to, to do these sorts of things. But thank you so much for, for being on the show. No, I'm more than happy to do it. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Bye. Bye. Guys, the Laugh Track Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Jerry Strauss, with editing and additional production by our buddy Steve DePrentice. We will be expanding in the next few weeks, guys, so keep a lookout for all kinds of big announcements. In the meantime, if you want to drop me a line, please do so. Let me know what you think of the show, comments, questions, complaints, suggestions. Just do so, please. You can reach me at laughtrackpod at outlook.com, old-fashioned email. And Twitter. We are on Twitter, so please uh, hit us up there. Laugh Track TV is the handle there. And again, our Facebook page as well. The Laugh Track with Jerry Strauss Facebook page is out there. We encourage you to like it and stay in touch with us that way as well. And please, wherever you get your podcast, wherever, however you are hearing this show, please subscribe. It'll ease you of the responsibility of having to remember when this show comes out, having to download it. It's going to be there automatically for you as soon as we drop new episodes. So go ahead. It's free. There's no better bargain than free. So please do that. And while you're out there, please consider leaving a review that helps us greatly and tell a friend, tell two, tell as many people as you think might be interested in this show. We have a lot of fun here. We want more and more people to join in on that fun. Until next time, folks, thank you so much for checking us out. I am Jerry Strauss. Stay safe out there. Stay well, and we'll see you next time.